well, wouldn't be MEA with little technical difficulties. Uh, <laughs> we had a nice, we had a nice start to the podcast. Fortunately, got some technical difficulties. Plus, Jay stopped the recording altogether. Um, what are you gonna do? Welcome back, y'all. This is episode one nineteen. We are MBA. Um, if it would feel inorganic to just like try to recreate the banter so we're just gonna get into it uh i'm your host jay keelis and uh from the west coast introduce yourself sir uh nikki keelis aka mark for some chips i said it on last one i don't give a shit i'm saying it again i feel very proud of that one more chips you did you did i've got plantain chips sitting in the kitchen waiting for you and i could not wait to eat those things and guess what i got to go with them garlic chips garlic hummus what, are we- oh. what no just it's garlic it was a garlic lemon and salt pretty straightforward okay all right yeah there's something else that i don't remember what the last thing is but yeah it's just a nice little dipping sauce okay very good all right yeah uh, you can get at trader joe's whole foods they all have like their own brands but get get, get on that garlic dipping sauce Okay, get the garlic dipping sauce, y'all. Uh, Tad is not here today. Tad's a little under the weather, so he uh, he took the day off. We gave him the day off. It's his all-star break as well. So yeah. kudos to him. Uh, obviously, for the listeners, if you know by now, we are in Chicago. Tad is in Chicago. I am in Chicago. So we are here during the all-star week festivities. But before we get into the all-star week festivities, I want to talk about some news in the NBA. The first topic on today's agenda is the goaltending call that – Went around the never world. Was. Ever, ever, everybody was talking about this this goaltending that Rudy Gobert himself admitted he did uh, on Damian Lillard in the Blazers Jazz game that ended up swinging the game. Of course, the Blazers ended up losing that game. Dame very mad. Much of the NBA also very mad. Much of very NBA mad. media very mad. The NBA admitted that they fucked up. Uh, Dame after receiving that information, very mad. Um, very matter. Yeah. Um, in any case, it got me thinking, Nikki. So in the premier league and in the world cup, a couple years ago, they introduced something called VAR. Now for the listeners who aren't familiar with VAR, it's essentially a review system that they use in professional soccer, um, to avoid things like this, uh, like goaltending, for example. Um, it got me wondering two things. One, why didn't they use the challenge on this? And, and two, is it time for VAR in the NBA? So you, you can't use the challenge on that one because I remember when I was watching the game, they said this because I was pissed when they said that part. I, I was because I'm going to say this. Dame was fucking bawling out again. He was going off. And I was just like, yes, and he's going to steal this one. And then all of a sudden they fucking stole it from him. They ripped it from him. And that, like he said, they're at a fucking they're in a playoff hunt. They're in ninth place. They right. need to win every game. Like they have to be winning, and he just you fucked them hard on that one. I, I he was the most obvious goaltender in the world. I'm just gonna say that. Right oh, now. But yeah. they said in the game you can't you can't do a challenge on a no call. Had it been called a goaltending, and you thought it wasn't a goaltending, ah, uh, to get it reversed. Yes, I'm gonna say this. The fact that you can't challenge a no call is bullshit. That's stupid. You should be able to challenge something at, like that. I get. That's a slippery slope, though. Exactly. People might abuse it, but something as egregious Pe- as that, people don't even have it. to challenge it. There should be a guy. I mean, they 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 talk to that fucking dude like every single game, who's always like, I 
I don't know, wearing caucus or whatever in that fucking beige suit. And they're like, hey, can you come up with... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in Secaucus. He's a cuckus. Uh, he's a, he's a cuck. He, 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 I'm trying to say sucks. I know like, what you were trying to do it. It sounded like you say you said cucked, which yeah, I was, and that's, that's why I was like, I should probably point out that I'm not calling him a cuck. That's a, that's weird. you call time. him you call him a, a cuck. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that fuck. He, <clears throat> wow, with that fucking a cuck. So that over in <laughs> suck August is where it is. <laughs> Because every single time that, thank you, every single time they cut to him, they're just like, okay, we all think that the ref screwed up. Can you explain to us why he didn't? And you can very obviously tell in the times where he can't say like, oh, the ref did in fact screw up. So he'll just be like, well, you know, there's like not enough evidence or whatever. But everyone's sitting there is like, no, there's enough evidence. He fucked up. One, for some weird reason in the NBA, they don't want to ever like have accountability for the rest which i think is fucking stupid no sport does it's exactly a lot of sports are like that but i like this var idea because guess what that's look if a rest screws up they screw up they're human beings no one's gonna do everything perfect every fucking time that's what the hell the point of using this new technology every once in a while now i get it you're gonna be all afraid that they're gonna be using it every fucking moment moments like that it's moments like this that you need oh, to fucking use the VAR. Screw you. Stop. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Jesus. Jesus. I, I will say that, like, I mean, the introductory, the, the introduction of a challenge pretty much, like, it, it's, it spells it out. Like, VAR is going to be a reality in the NBA. These, te- these games are too crucial. You know, like you said, the Blazers are in the ninth seed. Like, this game could have, this could, this could, impact their ability to make the playoffs in the very near future if they miss the playoffs by one game or they have to have a play-in game because they tie for eighth i then i don't see why they, nobody would be like oh why, or why anybody would be against the var oh yeah it I becomes mean, a thing outside for of, sure. like the obvious people who would be like like the refs would obviously be against it yeah uh, do they have like a like a players association sort of thing like a refs association oh yeah yeah, right. I'm sure they would be upset, but yeah. Like, well, fucking what's his face, Mark, Mark, episode. Mark Davis, the guy who's kid I coach. He he's like the head of it. Oh, right, 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 right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, call his ass up. No, hey, you have to fucking <laughs> just fix shit. Last time, God, I saw that guy on a train like <clears throat> a year ago. I was just like getting on the blue line. I was just like, Mister Davis. It's like, hey man, how you doing, coach? I'm like, oh shit, man. So is it weird? Is it weird to have a uh, an NBA ref call you coach? Yes, so weird, super yeah. weird. Also, I'm also surprised. Is this the first time you talked about this on the podcast? No, I've talked about this numerous okay, times, so was, many, so like, many I times. Like, I feel like you have, but it's so probably many. been it's been a while. It's been a while since I brought this brought this up for the listeners who are unfamiliar with the story. Mark Davis, who is like the senior referee in the NBA, uh, I coached his son in AAU basketball for about a year. Uh, really good kid, Mark Davis, fucking salt of the earth. One of the nicest dudes I've ever met. Jacked as fuck. <laughs> Just jacked. Like there's a lot of refs that are kind of like in real good shape. I mean, they're running miles every yeah, day. That's all they do is run. Every day, run, they're running run, miles. Run. So anyways. How can I become a ref? Uh, There's a process. It's a long process. I'm sure it's a process. I don't think I'd be an NBA ref until I was like 50. Yeah. So at this rate, like. True. You got time. 
You got time. You got know time. what? Drop everything. Drop drop, drop the everything. dream. Fuck improv. Just get back to it. Stop doing the shows. I'm done. That's it. Get back to it. Get back to it. NBA ref. That's it. Mark Davis. Can you a Hall of Fame ref? Yeah. Okay. There we go. Nikki Keeler's <laughs> referee Hall of Fame. Love it. Yeah. Um. So the my favorite story about Mr. Davis was Mark tended to be my scorekeeper because he was the only one that would volunteer amongst the parents. And one time he got into a fight with the referee during the game about a call, a missed call. And the referee was like, <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? What do you know about, <laughs> what do you know about refereeing? And I'm like, Hey bro, this is Mark Davis, man. Like he's an NBA referee. Like you're fucking with the wrong one, dude. Like he's lit. He's like the king of the <laughs> NBA referees. Like he's, he like oversees everybody. And he's like, Oh shit. When he kicked him out the fucking game. He threw him yeah. out. <laughs> this, 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 like, I, this, like, seventeen-year-old dude throws out Mark Davis, and then I had to coach from the scores table because no other parent would volunteer to help me out. So I had to keep score on the little scoreboard, use the buzzer to buzz people in, and then like that was kind of fun though because like when I, <laughs> when I was like pissed off and I'm like get the fuck out of the game, I'd be like Tyler, come here, fucking bam. Rashawn, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Get, I'm fucking, I'm sick of it. I'm sick, fucking sit down. Fucking sit down. So that was like, that was an added power bonus that I just never had before. So, yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, that was a really terrible call. Um, like blatantly terrible. And that was trash. I, I really hope that the NBA seriously considers uh, installing something. These things can get out of control though. So that's, there's got to be somebody policing this, you know, just like it, it it's, once it becomes, once you give these coaches the ability to use VAR, it 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 can get real messy and it slows. Well, I wouldn't, game. I I wouldn't give the 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 ability to the coaches. I would have like the in crucial moments, you should use the fucking thing. Oh, I'm not a hundred percent sure if I was right on that, and it literally will decide the game. Should we use technology to help us? Nah, fuck it. I'm sure you were right. No, you were wrong. Yeah, like, I don't know. Just, you got to give it to the. You have to give it to the coaches because the the coaches are the only ones that, can, that are going to ask for it. Because if you tell the refs to be like, you can use it whenever you want, they're never going to use it. No, no, no. I specifically mean like, Mr. Caucus. That's your job. Watch the videotape and then just real quick, one press of a button to the person down on the hit the, the hit court. the var button. Hit the var you button. Hit the var button, and it you, you hit the var button. <laughs> yes, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. I was gonna and, say the var burden, but uh... Uh, and then and then you call down to whichever game. You're like, "Yo, it's Mikey up in Secaucus. I am watching the game. I saw the replay with 4K cameras. You were wrong. Switch it. Yep. Okay, thanks, Coach. That's hit, it. Hit the Lavar button. Tell them you've been reading the rainbow. And, <laughs> you, and I was gonna no, I'll say it because I'm sure enough people say it. The reading, <laughs> um, I love that show. Great uh, he podcast now. Next generation, it is a podcast now. Yeah, um, and he's in Mandalorian. Oh, that's cool. Wait, no, he's not. Wait, is he? I feel like Lamar Burton was in an episode. Are you racist? Did you just confuse no, black no, people? No, no, no. No, 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 no. Yes. That's a tad, that's a tad no. thing. Yes, that is a tad thing. <laughs> no, I'm not LeVar Burton. I'm so sorry. Not LeVar. Why am I keep... LeVar Burton was in Community. 
That's what I was thinking. That's true. And- he was. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a whole plot line that fucking Donald Glover like loved him so much he couldn't talk to him. He just and then, quiet. Um. Uh. What the hell is a Mandalorian? Oh my god! I just I just remember Donald Glover just like sitting in the shower, With just his like eyes wide open, reading Rainbow. Because he's like you, he's like all I wanted was an autographed picture. Yeah. <laughs> point a picture. Take a look. It's in a book. Reading Rainbow. It's reading Rainbow. I actually can't see the man. Oh my god. First of all, Carl oh. Weathers is in the Mandalorian, and LeVar Burton is not. Oh, Mandalorian. you fucking he's just, idiot. He's Carl Weathers. He's just in. He's just in. Uh, he's just in Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah. He's a character advisors. Yeah, and he's Kunta. He is good to get in in the roots, not the roots. He's in roots, the roots. Right, he stands. He stands right next to Questlove. Yeah, <laughs> plays he a plays mean, the bass. Kutum plays a mean bass. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you seen the Mandalorian? Just, just like a slight. Uh, off. No, I have not yet. I have not yet tapped so into good. the Disney Plus world. Everybody keeps telling me I got to do it. Just too much fucking shit, man. Just too much. Yeah, shit. there's way too much shit. All right, um, let's let's move on to the next topic here, which is. Up until tonight, the Toronto Raptors won 15 games in a row. 15. I don't care who you are. That is crazy fucking impressive. To go into the All-Star weekend 15-1 and uh, in the last 16 games is insane. They have been firing on all cylinders. My question is, is it too much too soon, Nikki? For them, I think it might be. I I don't I think there's a, the the way that that team's going to work. I don't think they're going to make it into the finals anyways. I think maybe they can push for the conference finals and play against the Bucks, but they don't have anyone who's going to stop Giannis. They just don't. Nobody in the East does. This year Don't you me? Can finish make your point. Make your point. Nobody in the East are going to beat the Bucks. The only team that I think might beat the Bucks are the Lakers, and I don't think the Lakers are getting past the Clippers. So I think that they are the Raptors are playing very good, and I think they're probably going to go on another winning streak probably before the season's over. But we are what now? What are their record? Like 40, 40, and, 40 and 15. 55 games. They got 27 games left. They'll probably have like another couple of oh man you pulled a basketball reference the exact same time i did um yeah they're 40 that's 55 games got 27 left i they'll probably have like another 10 game win streak within these last 27 games but i think they they might actually stay at the two seed but they're not making to the finals yeah i mean they were like they were like right at that four spot in this 15 game win streak just like yeah yeah shot them up it's skyrocketing I yeah. I think the Raptors are going back to the finals this year. Really? I do. Here's why. Pascal Siakam has gone to another level. He's basically replaced the Kawhi scoring. The numbers are eerily similar, uh, except he's actually playing. Kawhi was not playing much last <coughs> year. So he's yeah. putting up similar numbers. His numbers from last year have been – supplemented by the play of Norman Powell, who's been great, and OG Anobi, who's also been great, who we'll talk about a little bit more here in a little bit. Um, 
they pick up this undrafted rookie in Terrence Davis from fucking, I think he went to Ole Miss. Uh, and he has been a, a, a monster for them. Like, dropped like 30 points the other day, you know? They're playing without Marcus Sowell. Once he gets back, like, my man's playing for a contract. Sergeant Bach is playing for a contract. They have all the – Bill Simmons compared them to the Bulls the season after Jordan retired. Whereas, like, Scotty pretty much took over Michael's scoring load and everybody else around him kind of stepped up. Um, and we nearly made it to the finals that year. Like, this is a very comparable team in that same way. Obviously, you lose one of the top players well, I mean, in the NBA. But what, what I said was they'll nearly make the finals by losing to the Bucks in the conference finals. I actually think they beat the Bucks. I think they're deeper than them. I really do. The Bucks didn't do anything to get better. Neither did I don't the Raptors. Think the Bucks needed to though, and I yeah, I the Bucks are already leaps and bounds better than everybody, and they don't even they don't have to add anything. They're also in the past sixteen games, fourteen and two. The game that they lost most recently was by two to the Pacers, and Giannis didn't even play. That's like, fair. The Pacers I, should have played. No offense to the rest of the Bucks, but like the Pacers should have beaten the Bucks by more than three points. I if I, I agree. I agree. I just. I like this team a lot. It does concern me that they're going on this. This is this can be daunting to win 15 games this early in the season and to have this level of sustained success is difficult. But I love that this Toronto team is just not going to die, man. Like everybody pretty much counted no, them out this year. That. It's fantastic. I think they're really fucking good, man. And I think I really underestimated them going into the season. I actually think they're going to I, – I think that this team as it currently stands, you know, you know, God willing, no serious injuries occur to any of their their major you know players. I think this team's set up for a really deep run in the playoffs and potentially going back to the finals again. Yeah, deep is conference finals pretty deep. It's open, man. It not, really is. I don't think it is. I don't think it. Have they played against each other? Yeah, they think they play each other right oh, yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, they um, definitely play each other. I, I don't know. Every time I watch a Bucks game, everything is smooth. They're, aren't the Bucks top? <laughs> Top five in both offense and defense, I think. Last I checked, yeah. Yeah, like it's just it's real hard to be like, oh yeah, they're totally they're they're totally not gonna do what they've been doing all season long. The Bucks are the Bucks are just hitting on all cylinders and they have been since like game four. And mm. I don't think they're gonna slow down. Yeah, they're in the whole team is in a groove, like they're at every game plan for them has been working very, very well. They're efficient. Again, as I already pointed out, they're amazing at defense. They're the number one blogging team in, in the league in the league. They're currently on pace to have the greatest win margin ever uh, in NBA history. Uh, Giannis is on pace to have the greatest player efficiency rated season in NBA history. That's including Will Chamberlain numbers. They said that they're like, that's including when Will Chamberlain was playing. He's about to beat him and Jordan, all those guys. Uh, there's a one game they lost to them, 115-105. And then I think that might be the only game they played against the Bucks so far. We'll go down a little bit. But, yeah, I just – I think the Raptors are playing amazing. <clears throat> They're playing them in a couple weeks, actually. I don't think – oh, yeah, see, they play them again in a couple weeks. Wow, they lost to Brooklyn. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like <clears throat> by, by ten, yeah, and they just well they just beat they beat them by, yeah they beat them by one the other day, yeah. So I guess it 
It was a, it was a matter of time. Yeah, I, I really like this Raptors team, man. I really do. I think they're great. Oh, I think they're great. But I, I don't think they're making it to the finals. <clears throat> well, I did want to mention one thing. We were talking a little bit about OG and Anobi. Um, yes. Some of the listeners may know that Serge Ibaka has a very successful YouTube channel. Um, it's quite entertaining. He's very entertaining. Um, he had Action Bronson on this week. They talked about the Knicks. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had an episode with OG uh, about a week and a half ago now, maybe a week ago where uh they went shopping together and he and og had a very 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 heated conversation about who influenced who in the scarf game uh nikki i'm sure you witnessed the fight between og and surge about the scarf game great points made on both sides on both sides og grew up in london traditionally a a a city that is very very posh very well dressed uh surge being in the nba for quite some time now probably coming up on about 10 years nine years and uh you know has had a lot of money for a lot of time and and uh you know states to og that he's the og in this situation so nikki i have two questions for you number one who really is the scarf king of the toronto raptors Pascal, no, Pascal Siaka. <laughs> what am I doing right now, man? Oh, God. You're real bad. It's been a long week. Uh, <laughs> Serge Ibaka uh, is 100%. Because as he even said himself, he doesn't wear clothes. He doesn't wear fashion. He wears art. He wore <laughs> that giant knit scarf. So also, big. he bought scarves <clears throat> for everyone. That's a power move. It's true. Serge Ibaka won. Serge Ibaka is a fact. Serge Ibaka has also been like at Paris Fashion Week, at New York Fashion Week, like all that stuff. He's done all of it. Like, so. Yeah, that's true. I think he's been in Milan. He went to Petty Womo. Like, he's done it all. Yeah. I mean, look at that fucking scarf. That scarf is badass. It's really, I could never pull it off myself. What I love about this is that the Raptors have like fully gotten behind it. Like they're fully on board. They're very into it and I'm very happy for them. But I would also like to point out in order to wear that scarf that uh, he's, Serge Ibaka is wearing, you have to be seven feet tall. Oh yeah. You can't, I could never wear that. That We could never wear that. You and I have to wrap that around our face like 12 times. It's It's not possible. I'm there's no way. Yeah. I, I love that. They all just kind of like jumped on board and I agree with you. I think Serge Ibaka is the scarf King. I don't care. Sorry, OG. I know, I know you wear scarves. Um, but yeah. Oh, OG. Sorry, man. I mean, the, the picture here says, says all you need to know. Yeah. I mean, Cause the way that OG came in with his scarf is not good. It's not a good scarf. It's a it's silly just looking scarf. scarf. It's a silly, silly scarf. scarf. He placed it on himself. Kind of eh, not in a very fashionable way. More of a, it's cold as shit outside. Cause they are in Toronto. I understand. This is true. It's uh, cold. You got to wear them scars. It's cold. Uh, it doesn't match. It doesn't go with the rest of his outfit. Serge's specifically Serge is like, yo, this, this goes together with everything else I'm wearing. He's wearing all black. So it's easy as hell to match it with whatever the fuck you want. It's a statement scarf. It's true. the only thing he needs because everyone will be paying attention to the scarf. So they don't have to worry about anything. A little bit of jewelry here and there. Nice boots. My man knows what he's doing. Yeah, very sleek. I will say this. He's not fooling anybody. That is a throw blanket, okay? Uh, I refuse to believe that. <laughs> he's, just fortunate. he's just very fortunate that he's so big. 
Uh, it's mm-hmm. like, remember when Lenny Kravitz, who's, who's in the visual here, he was fucking walking around yeah, with that big-ass right, scarf? Yeah, yeah. That's not a scarf. That's a towel. That's a big-ass blanket. Yeah. That's a rug. That's a that's a runner that you put in a long, narrow space. That's what that is. That's a runner rug. A runner, yeah, just a little that's runner. so freaking stupid. So here's my second question, Nikki. I wish Tad was here for this. We may have to ask him this the next time we record. Um, what do you think you wear better than your other two co-hosts on NBA? What is your fashion um, item that you feel incredibly confident that you rock better than anyone on this podcast? Sunglasses. Oh, okay. I have the, I have the perfect head shape for any sunglasses. Interesting. The only thing that that's the only compliment I will give on my big ass head is that all sunglasses look good on them. Interesting. I have a good I have a good I have a good very symmetrical face myself, so I tend to look pretty good in sunglasses. I will say the thing that hurts me is that I have very wide ears, but uh sunglasses. Interesting. I 100% there's nobody who looks better in sunglasses <laughs> than me that I know. I'm sure there's famous people who look better, but not in my friend group. Nobody looks better in sunglasses. It's the, it's it's my go-to thing because I I know I always look good in sunglasses. Interesting. You do look cool yeah. in sunglasses. I'll give you that. I think mine. So I'm looking through my closet right now, I'm trying to pick it out. I think I have to go with the cardigan. People yeah, at work would say yours is the cardigan. Just like cardigans, more specifically, I like a nice shawl cardigan. You know, with the nice little fat neck. That is something yeah. that has been a part of my wardrobe for a long time now. People at work know that I'm a cardigan guy. It's come up in conversation quite a bit. Um, and I just, I like the open nature of a cardigan. I don't like to close my cardigans. I like to flow in the wind a little bit. Also, because I can't close any of my cardigans anymore. So <laughs> got to work on that belly. Um, Tad is a very good dresser. I will say that. Tad dresses well. Yeah, he wears um, vests the best. He does wear vests the best. He's he's the best vest. Tad is the best vest wearer for sure. Like, not even close. Tad rocks a vest super well. Um, it, it fits into his very uh, Brooks Brothers nature. <laughs> yeah, he also wears Clark's boots very well. Right. Very good to wear those too. Right. Uh, I would say that I wear Clark's boots better than him, but <laughs> yeah. You guys can fight that out because I, uh, I don't even own Clark's boots anymore. I love pair I had I I wore, I wore the pair that I owned to death, so I like literally the still came off. Yeah, so I, I was just like, all right, well, thank you for your service. Thank you for your for, service. Oh, I had them for like eight years. I was oh. like, it's been a minute. That's fair. That's fair. I love a good pair of clothes. Tad, next thing you're on the podcast, you'll have to give us your your clothing item that you think stands out amongst the rest of us. I don't know. I think best vest really works for him. Best vest uh, is definitely out there. He definitely he definitely rocks a vest. You know the wrong vest. I give it to him. He does. I can't wear. I don't wear vests very often. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Every time I put a vest on, I'm like, I feel uncomfortable. I feel like I need sleeves. <laughs> like, but then I then there are times where I'm like, ah, it's too hot. I don't want a full jacket. I wish I owned a vest. And like, it happens very out here. It happens far too often. I'm sure. Because it's like, because like, perfect example, real quick. This is just an LA talk with a sports talk today. When I left work or left for work, I should say, it was 40 degrees out. When I I know I know. It's not that cold. But what I'm going to say is, it's pretty cold. while I was at work, it was 73 degrees out. Oh, that sucks. And when I left work to come home, <laughs> it was 50 degrees out. Damn. So it's like, I, I can't put a whole jacket on because then I'm going to sweat to death. 
but I can't go out without a jacket at all because then I'm going to get more sniffles. Yeah. I don't want no more damn sniffles. Ugh, what a disaster. Must must be terrible working out Tad, living in, in L.A. Oof. Tad, teach me your best ways. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's talk about uh, somebody else who was fe- feeling a cold shoulder this week. <laughs> Kidding, because best there's no because you don't cover your shoulder. Oh, yeah, there's no shoulder. There's no sleeves. I'm so witty. Oh, point of them, <laughs> man. Um, Joel and B got booed in Philly, in Philly at home the day after a big loss, and the day after he sent out a message on Instagram that said, uh. Sometimes you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Uh, and then Jimmy commented by saying, I know a place where they love villains. And then Joe LMB was like, I know that, my brother. And Philly <laughs> not having it. Philly was not having it. Um, they booed him. Now, he ended up getting them back on his side later in the game. But needless to say, the fans of Philly, I think, are starting to tire of Joel Embiid, Joel, Joel, the process Embiid. I think they're a little sick of the process. I don't give a shit. He's a great player. Fuck those assholes if they don't want him. Send him to literally anywhere else where he'll thrive and be completely fine. There but is, he's the best player on that team. Yeah, he but the best player on that team. But but he does have a reputation for picking and choosing when he wants to put in effort. And I think for for a sports town like Philly, that is like known for being very aggressively in your favor or against you, you can't be wishy-washy with your effort levels. And this has been his MO for the last couple of years where like, you know, he came into the season like 20 pounds lighter and everybody's like, Oh shit, he's taking shit serious. And then within like six weeks, he gained the 20 pounds back. And it was just like, he's just like, Oh, he's lazy. And then fucking Chuck, (laughs) Chuck and Shaq called him out. And they were like, Oh shit. He played an amazing Christmas game. And then it's bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Then he plays good again. And it's just like, it's this level of just like, he plays when he wants to play. And he's very, he's a very moody superstar. Um, And I just think that that may be, that may be Philadelphia deserves. it, It might be. No, it might be rubbing them the wrong way. Why? He is Philadelphia. He's an asshole. He's an emotional piece of shit sometimes. But sometimes he wins and is amazing. He is Philadelphia. They deserve him. And if they don't want him, he will move to Miami and probably win over there. Because they are psychotic in Miami and they will get him to help them win. Let me throw you, I'm, I'm just going to throw They're something. I'm not actually going to do that because they got banned out of bio anyways. I'm just going to throw something at you. Hypothetical trade scenario. Hypothetical trade scenario. Bam for Joel? Uh, no. No, absolutely not. You got to get a lot more than that. Well, yeah, you'd have to give up more. No, no, no. I'm not saying just hypothetical trade scenario. Hear me out. I'm Daryl Morey. Pick up the phone. Hey, Daryl. Or, hey, Elton Brand. <laughs> Yep, Elton Brand. Hey, Elton. Question for you. I'm tinkering over here a little bit. People are giving me some feedback about my roster. We're small. Not really feeling it. I want to get some size. I'd like to offer you James Harden for Joel Embiid. Straight up. What says you, Elton Brand? 
Daryl Morey wouldn't even do that. He's create all he's done has made it everything to be built around James Harden. Then you don't get rid of the biggest cog in your you. That's like getting rid of the engine and being like, let's see if this car runs. That's a terrible just, idea. That's blowing it up. That's maybe. blowing it up. Not because no everybody on that team would is no. Here's the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is I don't know how much longer this Philly experiment goes on. And I'm fine if it doesn't last. It's fine. But I, he is the best player on their team. I understand that he takes games off, but Ben Simmons takes games off because Ben Simmons has no, some trash ass games. No, listen. Or he just plays bad. Ben Simmons does not. Ben Simmons does not take games off. The issue with Ben Simmons is Joel Embiid. It's that simple. It's that. It's that. Those two cannot coexist. Their games are too similar. And I think in order for this Philly team to move to that next level, one of those guys got to go. One of those guys got to go. Like, that's why I brought up the James Harden thing, because, like, he fits better next to Ben Simmons. And if you're Philly, why not? I, I bet you, I feel pretty confident in saying, given the choice of Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid, I would choose Ben Simmons and build around his skill set. You just fill that that roster with shooters, people that well, can yeah, stretch the floor. You, you just do like what the Bucks have done. With exactly, Giannis. exactly. But yeah. now you have now you have a better ball handling, better passing version of Giannis. Who who can? I mean, he is. I know he is, and he no, can get he to the basket nearly at will in the same way that Giannis can. So you build a roster a la the Bucks, more like uh, full court, not like half court, because half court. Giannis is better than Ben Simmons. So I agree with you that right now that is the case. The so issue you're thinking is, if you get rid of Joel and B yes. and run everything through him, he could be yes. as good. Because you, you free up, you free up the space. You create more space, and now you let Ben Simmons go. And then Joel Embiid, go play with Jimmy. You like him better anyways. Go play with somebody else. We'll load up on shooters. You know what? Send us Bam. Send us fucking Tyler Hero. We'll call it a day. Maybe Duncan oh, Robinson. That sucks. I would like to keep Tyler Hero in Miami. He can't do it if you're getting Joel Embiid. Send us Tyler. Yeah, Hero. that's true. How many? How many more years does Joel Embiid have on his contract? Three, four. Mm. Why not? I think he. I think he lasts four. Those four years, though. Send Bam. I, send Tyler Hero. Send a couple first round picks. Give us Duncan Robinson. Like, call it a day. The thing is, every time people bitch about Joel Embiid. He does amazing, and then people stop worrying about it as a while because he does play good again. All you have to do is have Joel Embiid play very good during the playoffs because he's always going to get you into the playoffs. Totally. The team that he's built with. Totally. And you know what? He gives a shit during the playoffs. Totally. Uh, he yeah. He, he does. He did. That's not the point that I'm making, though. The point that I'm making, though, if you're Philly, you've got <laughs> to be a savage. And this is – if you have a small window to be a winning NBA team, and if you want this thing to work, something's got to change, man. This team's been really disappointing, and something has got to change. And I think it's Joel Embiid. I think Joel Embiid's got to change. I think it would be good for him. I think it would be good for Philly. I think it would be good all the way around. That's my I take. Mean, I, again, I would have absolutely no problem with him being somewhere else. That's but my take. I think him and Philly deserve each other, and they That's, should never part. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. They, again, they have a they have a very deep love hate relationship with him. 
Yeah, uh, but then again, that's everybody to everybody in Philly. That's all yeah. I ever hear is how much people are mean to each other but still love each other. True. Like that's Philly. True. That's what you get. If you guys are from Philly, you can message us. Let us know what you think. But legit, it's you deserve him. You deserve everything Joel and B gives because he is you. You are he. That's it. I don't like the way you, I don't like the way you finished that, but okay. You are him. He he or he is you. He are you. He is you. You are you. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the last topic for today, and then we'll wrap things up here. Uh, it's All Star Weekend here in Chicago, and like we do every year, we're picking our guys. We're picking our guys to win the two major contests this weekend, which are the three point <laughs> contest and the dunk contest. So let's start with the three point contest, Nikki. So for the listeners, just as a reminder. Um, we did unfortunately lose Damian Lillard in the contest and in the All Star game. He has since been replaced by Devin Booker. Shout out to Devin Booker! Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, well, well, well deserved. And to Nikki's point, he is now in the three point contest along with Davis Bertans, Devontae Graham, last year's champion Joe Harris, Trey Young, Duncan Robinson. Fun fact: a girl that I work with on my team, her best friend, her brother is Duncan Robinson, and I was like. When were you going to tell me this? She's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you that uh, Duncan plays for the NBA." I'm like, "He doesn't play. He doesn't play for the NBA." Let me just, let me plays be very clear. Yeah. Plays in um, <laughs> Zach Levine, hometown kid, very weird, um, and Buddy Heald. So, wait, why do you think the Zach Levine one's weird? It's weird. He's a, he's a dunk contest guy. He's, he's just, just it's weird to see him in a three point contest. Oh feels, no, he's look. I'm going to say this. It feels forced. my pick. My pick is Devin Booker. Sure. I will say that. I think Devin Booker is going to go off this All-Star weekend and be like, fuck you assholes for not picking me to begin with. I like that. That being said, I would like Zach Levine to win because how badass would it be to be able to have a fucking dunk contest and three-point contest champion? Like, he sure. would be able to do both. And I, he can because isn't he shooting like 40% from three this year? He's doing pretty like, well. He is a good shooter. He's doing a very well. good shooting. I know he's famous for dunking, but that he can shoot. Yeah. But that being said, Devin Booker is definitely going to win the three-point contest. Okay, okay. I think he's gonna go off. I like Devin Booker. I picked him a couple years ago because I just really want Zach to win. That's fair. I picked him a couple years ago and uh, I rode that train and he won, so I was happy with that pick. I'm going with Davis Bertans. Davis Bertans is one of the most underrated shooters in the NBA and is, I mean, from deep. And now that they're adding that deep shot, Davis Bertans is my pick. It's here, it's on record. Davis Bertans wins. The uh, three-point contest. He's Bertan believable. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> not good. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna pick a second person because I feel so confident that Davis Bertans is going to win the three-point contest. Now, I pick is Devin Booker. My wish is Zach Levine. I still think fair. Devin Booker's gonna win. That is fair, sir. Now let's move on to the event of Saturday night, which is the slam dunk contest. Let me just first start by saying I wish that they would go back to six guys instead of four. I really do. I really wish yeah. they would go back to six. But we got four contestants this year. <clears throat> we have Pat Connaughton, Derek Jones Jr., Dwight Howard, and Aaron Gordon. Nikki, who is your pick for the slam dunk contest? Aaron Gordon is going to finally win a dunk contest. I love Zach Levine. He deserved the first one he won. Aaron Gordon was robbed on that second one. I agree. I agree. Except that I don't agree. 
Derek Jones Jr. is winning the dunk contest this year. He did do the dunk I, contest a couple years ago. Let's not forget he had that, that's who I think he started playing in the NBA. He had only recently started playing in the NBA and played just long enough with the Phoenix Suns that they allowed him to be in the dunk contest because they had seen his dunk clips from the G League. He has now been a a an actual very real serviceable NBA player and has played mm-hmm. some very meaningful minutes for the Miami Heat over the last couple of seasons. Um, it's his time. He's ready for the spotlight. He is he is a a tenured NBA player at this point. At that point. The most people he'd ever played in front of probably like 15,000 people. He's going to yeah. go dunk by himself on the court in front of 25,000 people. Yeah. Derek Jones Jr. is a stupid athletic dunker. Like, stupid good dunker. That um, makes sense. I will say this. He better fucking wear that Miami Vice jersey. So <laughs> I, I hope if so, he, too. If he goes on that damn fucking floor with a normal Miami jersey, I'm going to be pissed. I agree. And I, agree. I think he loses to Aaron Gordon. I think he comes in second. No offense to the other two, but I've never – I don't – Connaughton's dunks are just mostly putbacks. They've never been that, like, I've, amazing. I, I don't know. Tad seems – Tad was, like, standing up for him and saying, like, he's going to be a good I, – I, I've never seen him and, and thought, oh, shit. I think up. Pat gets 150, and we're like, whoa, but then he doesn't do good enough to make it to the next round. Uh, I and think I, Dwight Howard's going to look like a fucking jackass. I think Dwight's going to – you don't watch South Park, but there's an episode of South Park where – uh, Kyle gets like a bunch of surgeries so he can become taller so he can continue playing basketball and his knees literally burst on the court. I think that's what's going to happen to Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard is like almost 40. He can't – you don't need to be in a dunk contest anymore. He's like 34. Give him some credit, man. Is he really? I thought he was like 38. No, he's 34. You got to remember, he started in the NBA when he was like 17 and a half. Oops. <clears throat> Anyways, yeah. I, I, I think Derek Jones Jr. wins hands down – um, you got a pick for the game. Who's gonna win? Team Giannis, Team LeBron. Team LeBron. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Team Giannis maybe wins one of the first three quarters. Uh, but I don't think they're gonna they're not gonna beat LeBron. LeBron's gonna kill him. I agree. Like such a better team. I agree. Well, anything else we want to talk about before we wrap up today? Uh, yes, I believe that also uh, Team Wilbon will win with uh, Common and Hannibal Burris. Uh, and then on that team, and I think Quavo's on that team. Oof. They're going up against like Chance the Rapper, Taylor Bennett, uh, Lil Rel Howry's going to be on that one. Uh, oh. I'm very excited. The thing is, like, I work tomorrow, so I won't even be able to get to see the game. But like, I, <laughs> I am I'm recording it so I can watch that game. I'm not even going to watch the freaking. Uh, I'll watch the highlights of the Rising Stars game. Who do you think is going to win? Probably World. Yeah, they got Luca. Okay. It's over. It's over. Yeah, and and uh, it'll probably be the world that wins. And then like, I really want the celebrity game all star game has been a lot of fun the last couple of years. Yeah, and it's been competitive. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking watch that. I don't give a shit. I can't wait for Hannibal Burst to hit a four pointer and just shit talk like crazy, Laurel. Hannibal Burst. Have you seen the videos of them shooting? Of like them all getting their workouts in. Laurel looks like he he looks like your average like dad at a YMCA. Hamilton shoots so weird, but it still goes in. <clears throat> G so uh, G Herbo's playing too, right? I think G Herbo's supposed to Yo, play. G G Herbo can who? Yeah, the, I legit, like. I want I want all of them. J Cole, Little Dirk's real good at playing. I can't believe they didn't let him in. Uh, like, there's a lot of 
celebrities who are legitimately good basketball <laughs> players, and I think it would be a lot of fun to have like an like a legit celebrity All Star game. Yeah, where it's like it's not gonna happen, but not gonna happen because they're think, obviously not going to like. Are they gonna, are they gonna bring? Uh, are they gonna bring Tad's favorite player, Arnie Duncan, back? I mean, he I did. He did, he did run the CPS school system for a long time. I don't think he's gonna be in, our, in this one. <laughs> That's too bad. Also, be funny though. I am not. I'm not looking forward to Chance the Rapper playing basketball because I'm fairly certain that he sucks at sports. And oh, really? I have no clue. Oh, I mean, he didn't play anything at Jones. Like, I know people That's that know true. He didn't play any sports yeah. at all. Yeah, he's not he an athlete. <clears throat> Again. I think his brother is, though. Maybe. I, I mean, here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with not being an athlete. My yeah. issue is because I was athletic at one point, uh, it's it's weird for me to watch people be unathletic. It makes me uncomfortable, especially when I'm like, ah, I love his music, but God damn it, he looks weird throwing a baseball. Like it's yeah. it makes especially in baseball in particular because I play for so long. When I see somebody throw a ball and it looks so awkward and uncoordinated, it makes me oh, it hits me in the it, it tickles my spine in the worst way. It makes me so uncomfortable. I hate it. I just hate it. I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. I just hate it. I don't want to see. No, I, I don't want to see his. I really hope he he's got a jumper or at least he can dribble. Maybe he can't shoot for shit, but I hope he can dribble. Cause for fuck's sakes, man, <laughs> that's gonna that honestly it might ruin Chance the Rapper for me. What if he goes off though, dress like twenty? That'd be cool. That'd be cool if he's got a let. Maybe he's got a jumper and can't dribble for shit. That's fine. Dude, I hope I hope he just stands on the four point line just jacking him up. I don't know what the fuck Lil Rel Howard's about to do on that court. Uh, that's gonna be fun. Common actually is an athletic comic who, but you know his dad played for the Sonics. Yeah. Um, and then I can't remember who else we're supposed to have. I think like Quentin Richardson or something like that. It's gonna be one of the NBA players, the retired oh, that's guys. Cool. That are be I like playing. that. I hope uh, it's Miles Bulls play. Yeah, I don't remember. They're both Chicago guys. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I gotta look it up. There's one other person. I mean, they're they're but both yeah. Chicago guys. Uh, the fucking Darius Miles from East St. Louis. Yeah, that's true. I that's forgot about Ch- that. It's more Indiana, not really Chicago. But yeah, but right on the fringe. Consider that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's like it's basically Gary, Indiana, which is like literally right outside of the South Side. Yeah. Anything I just else? want to see what the other NBA guy is. Sorry to make us holding off the end. I know I'm the worst. I haven't, but, even, uh, looked, team I haven't even looked at it. Here, I'm just going to say it. I, I get it right here. Team Wilbon, who's the home team. Captain is common. Then we got Bad Bunny, Puerto Rican. Uh, oh, he plays well. Hannibal Burris, Caden Brown, John Batiste, Alex Moffitt, it could, Chicago comedian as well from uh, Saturday Night Live. Sure. Chef Jose Andres. Uh, famous Los. Jose Andres is playing in the game. Yeah, he's so big. Yeah, there's no that's... way. He just opened up a restaurant here. Yeah, that's probably why he's gonna be in it. Wow. Uh, Chelsea Gray from the WNBA, and then Quentin Richardson's on that team, and then teams. Oh, and Jidenna. Uh, team Stephen A. is Chance the Rapper, Quavo, Taylor Bennett, Leroyce Hawkins, uh, Anthony Spice Adams. Uh, oh yes give me that spice adams forever dude <laughs> oh ronnie 2k is gonna be in the fucking game yeah he uh, he's been too. in a while for yeah uh let's see caitlin ohashi she's a gymnast uh oh Howry, yes i do know aja her. wilson and jay darius miles let's go darius miles versus i love Quinn it Richardson. i love it see that's it's like that too because uh, what was it? last year? They had fucking Ray Allen going off. Yeah, Ray Allen hit like four, four. That's players. not even Crazy. fun. That's not even like, fun. no. Because he was like he's like fresh off retirement. Right. He's, uh, uh, a 
no doy hall of famer oh god like yeah <laughs> that's what, like hey those are two good lineups those are gonna be fun gonna be great uh, some of those great. people are not gonna be good at sports but it's gonna be fun to watch it's gonna be great there. i can't wait all right anything else <laughs> no nah, let's plug all right go ahead you can follow me at Nikki Palooza. Yes, sir. And you can follow me at J underscore Keyless on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Not Facebook. Uh, you can also follow me on TikTok at It's J Keyless. And you can follow NBA at NBA Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please don't forget to get the podcast a five-star rating and review. We greatly appreciate it. Helps us get up in the rankings. I uh, hope everybody has a wonderful Valentine's Day. Enjoy your all-star weekends. We'll be taking next week off. We'll be right back the following week to give you more NBA for Nikki for Jay this has been NBA he's not here he doesn't get a shout out for Jay for for, you made me fuck it up this has been NBA we're leaving bye bye damn it